Grace and peace be with you from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have to admit, not always, but every now and again, I love a good crime documentary. You know the type. You watch and follow the detectives and the the police officers and all the investigators as they try to piece this crime together and see who did it. And I also have to admit, I prefer the ones that have a clear-cut answer. The ones where they end up hunting down the criminal and it's very obvious that he or she is the one that did it. There's no question. I don't like it whenever you end the documentary and you're going, I don't know who did it. I don't know. No, I like it whenever it's very clear that this is the person that did it. And I like these documentaries for a lot of reasons. For, for one, if nothing else, it kind of, dare I say, busts the myths of some of your television shows. I have yet to see a consulting t- detective. I like Sherlock Holmes like the rest of you, but I've never seen a consulting detective on any of these shows. Second of all, I like also whenever they dismiss some other things. Get this. Abby on NCIS, she gets the DNA results in like minutes. That's just not reality. As it turns out, it takes days, weeks sometimes, even longer if there's a backlog. So yes, I love it. But I love it when it, when it ends and you know that the criminal, whoever it is, whatever they did, is behind bars. It gives you a little comfort at night knowing that whoever that was, they have been prosecuted. Speaking of hardened criminals, we have our witness tonight, our witness to Christ. We have Barabbas. Barabbas. The text tonight just says he was a robber. But that word there, robber, yes, we translate it as robber, but really it's kind of a mild translation. It's the same word used in the story of the Good Samaritan. Remember where they beat the man up, they stripped him of all of his belongings, his clothes, and left him for dead. That's a robber. That's who Barabbas was. Barabbas took your belongings, and then he took your clothes, and then to make sure you couldn't point your finger at him later and say he did it, he would kill you. That's what Barabbas was. But even more, other Gospels let us know that he was also part of an insurrection. He was an insurrectionist. Now, there were several insurrectionists around the time of Christ, but there was only one of them that was really significant. So much so, it has a name, the Zealots. The group of Zealots were really anti-Roman. They firmly believed that Jews needed to be in charge of Israel and not Rome. They wanted Rome out. They wanted Caesar gone. They firmly believed this. In fact, it's going to be years later, around 70 AD, that zealots ultimately take charge in what lead to the destruction of the temple as Rome reinforces their power. The zealots. And a lot of people have even argued that Barabbas was more than just a part of this community, but he very well may have been one of the leaders in the insurrectionists, which is why they captured him. Yes, Barabbas, the robber, the one who would leave you dead, the insurrectionist, the one who would slit your throat in order to get you out of power if he thought you were tied up with Rome, the one who really was against Caesar. Now think about that for a minute. 
You see, when Jesus stands before Pilate, notice the big question. Are you the king of the Jews? Are you a king? Are you trying to overthrow Rome? Are you trying to get rid of Roman rule? Even the chief priests say that he's against Caesar. That's the accusation. That's the accusation that they're throwing about Jesus before Roman officials. He's against you. He hates you. He wants to get you out. And all of them are really lies about Jesus. Jesus is innocent. But now if Barabbas were in that room, if Barabbas had those accusations being thrown at him, he would be guilty. It's what he did. It's what he was locked up for. And so it is that before it's all over, Barabbas walks away as if he is innocent, even though he is guilty. And Jesus, even though he is innocent, walks away as guilty. Barabbas, our witness to Christ, witnesses Christ in a way that up till now had not been done. That is to say, Barabbas witnesses Christ as a guilty man seeing another man take his place. Another man take punishment for his crimes. Another person being brutally beaten and murdered and killed while he walks away free. Yes, that's Barabbas. Barabbas, the witness to Christ. The one who is guilty but is proclaimed innocent. And I know it's easy to think that Barabbas, well, he's a heinous criminal, and this just shows the depth of which Christ forgives. And that that alone is a, a good message for sure. But how often do we underscore our own sin? How often do we think of sin in terms of levels and we say to ourselves, well, I'm a sinner. I, I, I sin, but I don't do that. I mean, yeah, I do bad things sometimes, but, but at least I'm not, I'm not that bad. I mean, that person over there, they're really bad. How often do we, we kind of put it on levels and grades as, as if one sin is really more, more significant than the other and forget, forget completely That sin is rebellion against God. That sin is, in essence, trying to dethrone God, to talk to God and say to Him, God, you're not really God, I'm God. When we steal, we say, God, you you have given me all these things, but it's not good enough. I want more, and I demand it. When people murder, or even hate people in their hearts, what are we saying other than to say, God, you are the God of life and death, but I get to decide now. I'm in charge. I'm the one who has the throne. I'm the one who gets to control this situation, not you. And we could do this with all the commandments. How often have we taken sin and forgotten that it was a rebellion against God, that it was something that tries to take the place of God, that we are the ones that are guilty That we are guilty. But yet, Jesus takes our punishment. Jesus takes the abuse, the beating. Jesus takes the death and the very wrath of God poured out on him for our sake and for our sins. And you know, there's something else. One one last thing. You know, Barabbas. There's a lot in the name. 
The name literally translates son of the father. And I know if it's just talking about an earthly father, then that's really not that significant at all. But if, if it's talking about a heavenly father, that's a pretty audacious claim. Son of the father. And yet, through Christ, are we not made children of God? Through Christ, can we not boast the same? That we are sons and daughters of our heavenly father? Do we not begin the Lord's prayer by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven. Yes. Through Jesus Christ, we stand forgiven. Through Jesus Christ, we stand reconciled to our heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ, we are sons and daughters of the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, let us stand as we confess our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 